Hello and welcome to the second episode of Travelosophy, a podcast featuring life lessons from global expeditions. I'm your host, Jade Jackson, and today I'm going to be talking about one of the most relaxing holidays I've had, on a tiny rock in the Pacific Ocean called Niue. Though it wasn't all beaches and sipping on coconut water, because I nearly died three times! Sure, there's been other near-death experiences whilst travelling, like being in Cambodia and flying on a blacklisted airline, but never had I experienced so many in one short trip. When I first told people I was heading to Niue, the usual response was, What's a Niue? Even with a detailed description of its location, most people still hadn't heard of it. Despite being off the radar, it's really well maintained for tourism. The only way to get there, though, is to fly with Air New Zealand from Auckland, In off-peak season, there's one flight a week. And in the busy tourist season, which coincides with the humpback whale migration, between March and October, there's two flights a week. Niue is roughly halfway between Samoa and Tonga, and takes about three and a half hours from Auckland to get there. But the island is so small, it doesn't even register on many maps. Pretty much everyone speaks English, along with the local language, Niuean. And like Bhutan... It's a totally smoke-free country. It's really clean, and the whole time I was there, I saw virtually no pollution. The island is about 60 kilometres, or 40 miles, in circumference, and it's made from fossilised coral, which has been pushed up out of the ocean. It has no natural rivers or lakes, which means there's no runoff. So when you go snorkelling or diving, visibility is at least 50 metres on a bad day, and over 80 metres on a brilliant day. There's just one thing. It's also a haven for sea snakes. The black and white banded kind that are supposedly so poisonous. If you got bitten, you wouldn't even make it out of the water before you died. However, I was also assured by my dive instructor that they are completely docile and curious. So they'll come up to you and swim around your fins, but no one has ever been bitten. Or so they say. So on day one of a 12-day holiday, I drove down to the dive shop with my shiny new mask and snorkel ready to explore its famed reefs and exceptional visibility. My instructor ran through the dive plan, which included Snake Gully for the first dive and a tunnel through an underwater cave for the second dive. For someone who had only completed advanced diver training with few other dives beyond that, I was a little nervous to say the least. However, bopping along in the rubber dinghy, The dive conditions were perfect. There was clear blue skies, flat water, and then out of nowhere, a pot of dolphins decided to hang out with us. They were diving and jumping amongst the waves. After we got to the dive site, we headed down to about 20 metres. For the first dive of the day, I was getting used to being underwater again, taking in the scenery, a gently sloping reef, which opened up to a deep trench. It was just myself and the instructor, so we had the whole reef to ourselves. There was clownfish, trumpeters, angelfish, butterflyfish, harlequin tuskfish, and green and purple wrasse. Though if you're not familiar with fish, it was basically like a rainbow of fish swimming past, with reds, blues, greens, yellows, and purples. I felt a tap on my shoulder, and as I turned around, my instructor handed me a sea snake. What do you do when someone hands you something? You automatically accept it. It wasn't till I realised what I was holding that I was like, okay, I'm 20 metres underwater holding a sea snake. Like a land snake, it was scaly and wriggled a little. 
I think I held it for about three seconds before letting it go. This was all to get me used to sea snakes, because we hadn't even gotten to Snake Gully yet. On arrival at Snake Gully, it was pretty obvious, because there were at least 40 sea snakes swimming around, diving from the surface to the bottom to hide under a rock. Or in my case, it turned out, my split fins apparently resembled the movement of a sea snake as I kicked. So at one point, I had three curious sea snakes following my flippers. They may be docile, but it's still a surprise to turn around and find you're being followed by a band of sea snakes. We ended our first dive, and as my instructor was pulling all the gear back into the boat, I was still in the water, and I saw a flash of black poke out of the water. Of course, my immediate thought was, was that a fin? My instructor was like, oh, it's nothing, it's just a snake. Never had I thought I'd be like, oh sweet, just a snake. For the surface interval, we found the dolphins again, and I held onto the side of the boat as the dolphins swam all around. At one point, they were less than a metre away, jumping and diving beneath before racing up behind. Shore beats hanging around in the car park, as you'd normally do in Sydney. So for the next dive, we were going through a cave. And if anyone has seen the movie Sanctum, that's all I could think about any time it was mentioned. It turned out the cave entrance was about 15 metres below the surface. It was a tunnel, about 20 metres long, with lobsters hidden in cracks and crevices. At various points, there were gaps where sunlight would shine through, but mostly the only thing you could see was the little red flashing LED of my GoPro camera. I've got a video of this dive, which I'll include on my website for you to check out. It wasn't anywhere near as scary as I thought it'd be. It was strangely calming, being in a dark tunnel. All you can hear is your breathing as the bubbles rushed to the surface, and it was over pretty quickly. So the exit of the tunnel is a little tricky. It's quite narrow, and there's an overhanging rock. So you have to breathe out so that you sink and then quickly pull yourself through, making sure your tank doesn't get stuck on the overhanging rock. I saw my instructor go through without any dramas. He'd probably done it a hundred times or so. Then when I went through, I didn't breathe out enough and I got stuck. My tank was wedged on the overhanging rock. I had a rock at my stomach and back and everything I tried wouldn't work. Now, the normal thing here when you're stuck in a cave underwater would be to panic. But instead, I got the giggles. If you've ever been diving and tried laughing with your regulator, it's no easy task. And of course, it uses up more oxygen. So now, not only am I stuck in a cave with the giggles, I'm about 10 metres below the surface. And of course, I'm using up my oxygen ever faster. I managed to get my instructor's attention because he had swum off by tapping a rock on my tank. And even when he tried to push my tank down, he couldn't unwedge it. I thought this whole thing was even funnier now. But eventually I thought, okay, I need to sort this out. So I felt around and removed some of the rocks beneath my stomach, which meant I could drop a little further, which was enough to wriggle free. So that was my first near-death experience. The second wasn't quite so dramatic, but I was doing a snorkeling tour in the afternoon and we'd jump in the water, snorkel for a bit, and then climb back into the boat to head to a different area. The dolphins were out again, and there was a family of four, mum and dad, their 20-something son, and his 20-something female friend, plus the instructor. So at one point, I jumped back in the boat and had my legs straggling the side of the dinghy whilst I took my fins off. Once we took off again, the father went to hand me a diving glove, and I was really confused because I was wearing diving gloves. I was like, no, I've got gloves. Then he said, nah, mate. Take the glove. 
and his eyes pointed towards my crutch. There was a snake of a different kind pointed right back at me. My board shorts had split right down the centre and were wide open, leaving absolutely everything in full view. After screaming a few F-words, I tried desperately to cover myself, but my shorts were so ripped there was nothing I could do. Thankfully, I was wearing a rashie and managed to tuck it into my waist and pull it down as far as possible. The worst part, besides it happening at the start of the tour, was Nui is so small, I kept running into the family everywhere I went, at lunch, at dinner, on walks, and then they were on my flight home. So it wasn't serious, but that's the closest I've nearly died of embarrassment. My last near-death experience was on my last day in Nui. I decided to have a snorkel-free day, so I didn't have to pack any wet gear. Instead, I went for a walk through the rainforest to see some caves overlooking the reef. The path was uneven because it was all broken coral, but there were these stunning purple and green plants that lined the pathway. Eventually, I got to the entrance of the cave, and the path dipped slightly into the cave. I could tell it was damp, so I bent down low and took it slowly, holding onto the side wall. When, the next step, my foot slipped completely from under me. I fell smack on my back, hitting my head on the rock. My camera fell out of my hand, smashed against the rock, and as I fell, I tried to grab hold of something which jarred my shoulder. And in one move, as I fell, I also slid down the embankment, which was leading to the outside of the cliff, which was about 20 metres above the rocks and coral below. It's kind of hard to describe, but basically... I was sliding down a rock tunnel that was leading to an open drop to coral and rock 20 metres below. Somehow, thankfully, I grabbed onto a piece of coral which stopped me sliding any further. But every time I tried to get up, my feet and hands would slide away. My initial thoughts was that I had broken my arm and leg. I was in so much pain. I think I was just in shock too. So I lay there for about 10 minutes trying to figure out what to do. Sounds silly, I know, but I thought... What would Bear do? The survivalist, Bear Grylls. I thought about all the contents in my backpack, and I had some ibuprofen, water, and ironically, my diving gloves, because all the rock in UA is actually coral. It's really sharp. So even going for a walk, it's easy to have gloves so you don't cut yourself. But I hadn't put them on yet. So I took a couple of painkillers and waited for them to kick in, and eventually, with my diving gloves on, I was able to grip the rock enough to pull myself back out of the cave. Once I made it out of the cave, I realised I had actually just sprained my ankle. Nothing was broken. So as long as I took it slowly, I would manage. However, within two steps, I walked too closely to a piece of coral and sliced my shorts open, cutting my leg. It was not a good day. It took me about an hour to walk what had previously taken me 15 minutes. But eventually I made it back to my car, feeling like Leonardo DiCaprio when he was in The Revenant. For the first time ever, I used pretty much everything in my first aid kit, from bandages to stitches to cooling ice gel. Now, despite the near-death experiences, they were down to my own mistakes, but they certainly didn't put a damper on my trip to Niue. What you'll find in Niue is a beautiful island with genuinely friendly locals. It's well geared up for tourism, with easy access snorkeling, There's no commercial fishery, so if you eat fish in a restaurant, the owner or chef has had to catch it themselves that morning. You can't get any fresher than that. There's no TV on Sunday because it's a national quiet day. Everyone goes to church and spends time with their family. And it's also home to the only self-serve bar in the world. So, what was the lesson learnt from my experiences on Niue? Always have a backup.
Now in my dive bag, I always carry two pairs of board shorts and I make sure I wear sport shorts underneath. It's also good to have a backup for anything else. Batteries, memory cards, cameras. Also, getting out of those situations gave me the belief in myself that no matter how bad or difficult it seems, I can always get out of any situation. So thanks again for listening to Travelosophy. If you have comments, you can tweet me at jdickensjackson. You can follow me on Instagram at jdickensjackson. To check out the diving video of Nui, head to my website, www.jadejackson.com.au and here you'll find my travel blog, photos, and if you like the podcast, then obviously please tell all your friends about it. Thanks again for listening to Travelosophy with Jade Jackson. Bye now.